tonight on 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes, the centerpiece of major broadcasts on world events. 60 Minutes gives you the biggest headlines and best storytelling on TV and now on your schedule. President Trump's campaign. The term fake news. Role Russia may have played. From hard news and politics to lifestyle and pop culture, 60 Minutes gets the real story on America's most prevalent issues. The wall on the Mexican border. Humanitarian issues. Hear the 60 Minutes podcast on demand. Download and subscribe at the new radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, KPMG, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. Welcome in, everybody, to the next exciting edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We are really excited to have with us someone who is living their vision. And we're pleased to welcome David Goodstadt, who is uh, building a new, unique initiative that we call Fitler Club. David, it's great to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So, David, tell us a little bit about Fitler Club and what your vision is for it, and then we can get into a little bit of the detail and the nuance. Sure. So my vision for Fitler Club is very simple. I want to give Philadelphia the best version of a private lifestyle club that exists anywhere, not just in Philadelphia, but truly anywhere in the world. And share with us your inspiration for this, because I imagine you may have been sitting around your kitchen table with a couple of buddies, or you were waiting, you know, laying awake late at night, saying, you know, what what can we do to really take Philadelphia to the next level? So there's a, a little bit of a funny background story to this. I, in my prior role, I was a senior investment officer and the founder of a concept for Equinox. It was Equinox Hotels, and it was a hotel company that was going to be grown out of the lifestyle brand of Equinox predicated on health and wellness. And over the course of five years, I was very fortunate to be able to travel and tour the world and see the most interesting concepts in hospitality, fitness, spa, private clubs. And I found myself at a beautiful place in San Francisco called The Battery. It's a what I would call a, a version of a Soho house, but geared towards the San Francisco community, less focused on arts and creatives and more focused on entrepreneurs, influencers, social. And I stayed there and I mm-hmm. thought it was wonderful. And I went to work out one morning in their gym, which was a pretty little boutique hotel like gym, and it was empty. Right, And I'm a very chatty, inquisitive person. And I started chatting with the woman who turned out to be their director of health and wellness. And I said, what's the story with your gym? And she explained to me that very few of their 2,000 members paid the extra $70 a month to use their facility. Hmm. And they actually walked across the street to pay $200 a month to Equinox, which was ironically the company where I was working. So you were partly thrilled by that. I was ecstatic because I said, wow. Imagine if you had taken this amazing social and, you know, kind of environment that they've created with great design and there's a whole philanthropic side to what they've done with the battery and you married it with this other thing that people care so much about, which is health and wellness. And you can't walk two steps in any city in the country without running into a soul cycle, a boxing studio, a yoga studio, whatever the version of an Equinox or, or a big gym is. And I said, how amazing if you put these two things together, no one would have any reason to ever leave. And obviously we've evolved the concept beyond that. And I kept pushing myself to say, well, what else would you have if you wanted to create this ultimate 
lifestyle destination in a city. And the other thing, which has just been amazing when you look at the growth of this kind of industry that didn't exist five years ago, is collaborative workspace. So right. you look at WeWork, you look at Industrious, Convene, et cetera. And I woke up one morning in May two years ago, and I just said, boom, Like th- th- this all just makes 100% sense. And that was what got me going. And how much time had gone past since you had that experience in San Francisco with Equinox and the gym at the boutique hotel that was being underutilized? Because that clearly stayed with you. It was months. It was probably no more than two or three months. I got home and I just started scribbling and I said, what if, what if, what if, and does it hold? And started to put some numbers together on a sheet of paper. Sure. And uh, you got motivated. I got fired up. Yes. And were you living in Philadelphia at the time? So we had been living in Philadelphia. We've been here for six years. And so this happened about two years ago, but I was commuting. So I was actually working up in New York City and traveling all over the place. So I was a, I was a Philadelphia resident, and right. I was staying here on weekends, but I was really on the road most of the week. Absolutely, and that's not that uncommon. Uh, you probably know a lot of people who have commuted basically from Philadelphia or suburban Philadelphia to New York because of the quality of life that's offered here. Exactly. Yeah. A surprising number of people I would recognize daily or you know, every other day on the train coming up and back. And subsequent to that, I've met a, a tremendous number of people who have you know, now become members of this club who say, I need to have a home base in Philly, you know, for when I'm here, when I'm not otherwise going, you know, down to DC or up to New York or spending time in Wilmington. Right. Yeah. And it's been described by some, maybe even by yourself as disruptive hospitality. What does that mean to you uh, when you're blending all different kinds of experiences? Sounds like into one. Yeah. It's funny. The way I describe this is This is not revolutionary, this is evolutionary, but Mm -hmm. it's evolutionary in a way that no one's really put these pieces together. If you go back 150, 200 years to the advent of the old line, you know, what what really were men's clubs in in New York City and other other cities, they had all of these elements, right? If if, If you boil it down, there was a hotel. You go to the University Club in New York and you can stay there and you can have meetings there and you can work out in a you know old school gym there and you can eat in their restaurants, but they're packaged and they were created in an environment in a time where you know, things that we have today just didn't exist. There was no such thing as spinning classes and yoga studios and you know, the idea of having women and men in the same place just wasn't even on the radar. So all we've done is taken something that was a concept that suited the time when it was conceived and brought it forward to today. It's that old adage that no idea is really a new idea. It's a reinvented, or to your point, one that has evolved over time. We've always done activities at clubs. They just weren't spin classes. And now we're going to be doing spin classes, potentially at Fittler, for example. Exactly. Yeah. So I know this might be a really uh, straightforward response, but I'm always intrigued by names. And Fittler Club, how long did it take you? What's the nuance behind that? Or is it pretty obvious? So it's funny. It was literally the first two words I wrote down on my business plan. I live in Fittler Square on 24th Street, two and a half blocks from where the club is. And it is pure, pure coincidence that the club happens to be on my actual street because we had looked at other uh, locations throughout the city of Philadelphia. So the Fittler name is just coming from the environment where you happen to be around every day. Exactly. Okay. And one of the things that now that we've done some research on it, 
Edmund Fittler was actually a, uh, a founder of the Union League, which I think was just kind of interesting because he was someone clearly who was passionate about the city of Philadelphia, and the Union League has a great history and story behind its founding as well. Absolutely. So I yeah. love that there is some sort of a tie-in that links us to the history of the city. And you know, our goal with the club is really to pay homage to the great history and the traditions of the city of Philadelphia but bring it clearly forward into the today and the future. I actually love the fact that Mr. Fittler has a connection to the Union League. There's an appropriateness to that almost, because it, in Philadelphia, one of the things we really are proud of is making people feel welcome mm-hmm. and bringing people together and collaborating as a community to bring about positive change, which is in part the roots of the Union League. Exactly. Um, and it's certainly going to be part of the future of Fittler Club. And that's a nice segue into share with us, a, at least preliminarily anyway, mm-hmm. and, and maybe more so than that, your vision for the the member that would really appeal, or I should say, the characteristics of a member that would be attracted to Fittler. So we get a lot of questions about what is the demographic of our typical member. And the way I like to respond is there is no demographic. We're really focused on what we would call a psychographic. So it's really a state of mind and the way you perceive yourself. And so we've had people say, am I too old? Am I too young? Am I too this? Am I too that? And we say, no, if you identify with design, great food, community, health and wellness, you want to be able to you know, have a place where you can work in a relaxed environment, whatever it is, and, and people are really looking at through multiple lenses right now, which is really interesting and great, then you're a target member for us. And if you want to be around the leaders, the connectors, the influencers of the city, current and the future ones, then, then this is the community that we're building for you. And I want to touch on location mm-hmm. because you're envisioning something new. And I love the fact that you're reinventing something and you're doing it in a place that is also being reinvented. Mm -hmm. And talk with us a little bit about 2400 Market Street, what it's been and what it's going to be. So it's an amazing story behind this building. And we've gone back and looked at some of the old archival photos and maps. And even before it was the building, which was built in the early 19 teens, there was a train station there. And it was a hub of commerce and really transportation of goods. It wasn't a commuter rail station. And they built an amazing building that has obviously withstood 100 years of time and and wear as the Hudson Essex Automotive Company building. And they used to service and show cars in that building. And when that business went defunct and after the war, it was used for some military purposes. And then it became a design center. And, you know, obviously when Lubert Adler and PMC bought the building, they cleared it out and had this amazing vision to not just redo the building, but build a building on top of the building, which is incredible. And the guts of this thing have withstood dropping two new cores through the middle of it and piles. And if you were on site and heard and felt the work being done, I mean, it's literally earth shattering type of work. And everything we've done with our design of the club is trying to tie in and pay homage to the history of the building. So areas you'll see where we actually pay homage to the fact that there was a train line that literally stopped and, you know, engaged with this building or where the building was. Similar on the design side, really trying to bring forward and and do something innovative and creative on the design side. We're talking with David Gutstadt uh, of the Fittler Club. 
which is a brand new lifestyle club that's getting ready to open at 2400 Market Street. And David, one of the things that I really find intriguing, and you've been living some of this for the past six years, having relocated and established your family and your home in greater Philadelphia and in the city specifically, there's something special happening across our greater Philadelphia community. We can feel it. It's palatable in some ways, and it's not happening just in Fittler Square. It's happening in Fishtown. It's happening in Wilmington. It's happening in King of Prussia. There's this whole community connection that is really just a a renaissance kind of feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I think that's really a significant as we talk about Fittler Club is you're kind of doing the same thing. And share with us a little bit more about some of the specifics that we're going to see at Fittler Club. Sure. So within the club itself, we're going to have a few key areas that are, I think, unparalleled anywhere. So first and foremost, we have the social areas of the club. Uh, we're very fortunate to bring together an unbelievable operating team. We have a literally a top chef winning chef in Kevin Sabraga. And uh, as our executive chef, I've got Jeff Benjamin, who is the co-founder and has worked with Mark Vetri for two decades um, and one of the top uh, restaurateurs and hospitality people in the city. They're going to program and run two world-class restaurants for us in the social spaces. We have additionally two bars up there and two lounge areas, which will be places where people could sit and work, socialize, play all day. We've got 14 luxury hotel rooms. It'll be a five-star hotel. I think this will be the finest, certainly boutique hotel in the city of Philadelphia. And within the social spaces, we also have not just a business center, but real collaborative workspace and private office suites that people can actually permanently have so they could have their work actually be physically within the confines of the club. We have also, I forgot, our. we have a, a beautiful screening room. We'll have a 50-seat mm-hmm. screening room, which will enable us to screen first-run films. Um, we're partnering with the Philadelphia Film Office. And oh, uh, we have some pretty notable people in the uh, Philadelphia film and entertainment industry who are partners of ours in the club as well, which is exciting. Yeah, that makes sense. And then kind of moving to the lower level of the club, we have 25,000 square foot health and wellness facility. So we'll have a fully equipped gym with not just the cardio and the weights and, and the basic equipment, but we'll have studios, which will enable us to do Pilates, yoga, spinning. We have a climbing wall. We have a high end golf simulator. We have a turf training area. We've got a 25-yard lap pool, we'll have a spa, and we have a salon. And then to kind of top everything off, we have about 10,000 feet of event space. And those, in addition to serving the members, will serve the greater Philadelphia community. So we want to become the new hub for any high-end events. It could be weddings, social, you know, other social functions, corporate meetings, off-sites, etc. And in addition to the 4,600-square-foot ballroom, we will have a what I think will be the most unique room in the city, which is a double-height room with a mezzanine, which will have not just bowling lanes, but every game's table you can imagine with about 1,100 feet of flexible breakout space that will enable groups of up to 100 to come in and do off-sites and parties, etc. Wow. You are building, it sounds like, a formula of success. This may be a really premature question to ask, but how many people can actually fit, if you will? I mean, people are going to be flocking there, is my sense. We're feeling very good about where we are. We're already at 400 members, Mm -hmm. and we have about 2,000 people that have, on top of our 400 members, have come in through referrals, through our, our website, who would like to apply. And so 
here we are seven months out from opening. So we're feeling obviously, you know, pretty good about where we sit. And what we're really trying to do now is just be very intentional and deliberate about making sure that we're doing what we promised, which is to bring together a group of diverse leaders, connectors, and influencers across every industry that we can. I mean, we really want to bring the city of Philadelphia together. And, you know, historically, I think it's been a city that is, you know, some people might have termed provincial. Mm-hmm. And I think you're, you know, to your comment earlier, which is there's so much good stuff happening in Philly. I think some of the good stuff that's happening in Philly is a lot of these barriers, a lot of these walls are being broken down. And you're seeing you know, people come together in amazing ways and it's happening through things like the, you know, the, the Penovation Center and some sure. of the things that are going on with biotech and through education and through, you know, what Comcast has done in terms of just making us a hub of, you know, obviously of media and entertainment. So it's really exciting. You know, Eagles winning Absolutely. certainly helped. That brought a lot of people together. So there is a real buzz and I think people are, you know, people are really feeling it. And you, like you said, you can, you can feel it in the air. Yeah, totally. And, and there's a traction that we're getting and it sounds like you're getting similar kind of traction at Fittler Club. You mentioned seven months out, you're really laying the groundwork and building the field out. When is kickoff? Do you have a target date for kickoff? So the goal is to open in the first quarter of 2019. Okay. And as of right now, we're on schedule. And if you walk or drive by the site, you can see every day they're continuing to hammer and chip and uh, work away. That's great. So I want to shift a little bit and learn a little bit more about David Goodstat because one of the things that I really admire, not just about you, but other folks who have chosen to make Greater Philadelphia their home, is that you were born and raised in Canada. Mm-hmm. You spent some time in parts of Greater Philadelphia in Mercer County at Princeton University. But what I really admire is you come with a different perspective. You see things through a lens that perhaps average Philadelphians, native Philadelphians may not always necessarily appreciate about our own city and our own region. And I would love for you to share with us a little bit about your perspective when it comes to being someone who's not necessarily from here. So it's funny because obviously I am a non-native and I've become one of the biggest advocates of the city. I mean, we're, we're investing an incredible amount of capital and time and effort. And my commitment is I want to bring the best of something to Philly because this is a city that, in my opinion, deserves the best. And I spent you know, 18 years, 19 years out of my career out of this market working on hospitality, lifestyle projects from New York to London to Asia and all across the, the, you know, the continental United States. And I've been very fortunate to see the most interesting hotels, private clubs, you know, resorts, casinos. I've seen it all. Yeah. And it was amazing to me because, you know, and it really kind of came into focus when we moved to Philadelphia how unique our city is and how well situated it is. Cause you'd go and you'd hear how amazing Austin is or Nashville or Denver or Portland, Oregon or Maine. Mm-hmm. And you come back from those places and then you realize they're still kind of startup cities. They're starter cities. I mean, Philadelphia has history and depth and uh, population and access to all the things that any city should, you know, hope to achieve after, you know, a couple hundred years of development, we have it. And I just became really passionate about doing something great here. And just like some other great entrepreneurs have done, whether it is a Comcast or folks like, you know, Stephen Starr or the next wave of uh, restaurateurs who started here and export, I want to do the same thing in the, you know, in the private club business. Yep. And take us back 
six, seven, eight years ago. I suspect you and your wife are sitting around thinking about what's next. And I know your wife is from Greater Philadelphia, and that may be the answer. But what ultimately brought you <laughs> to Greater Philadelphia? I mean, it's. I think it's a story that you probably hear a lot, which is you marry into Philadelphia, Absolutely. you end up here. And I think I had strikes, you know, one, two, three, and four against me. You know, my wife grew up here in Center City, Philadelphia. Uh, she happens to be an only child. And as the, the female side of the, the couple, you know, the draw was even stronger. And then right. to top that off, she was involved and is involved in her family business. She's a prominent development company locally. Yep. And so, you know, to go back to that conversation seven years ago, when I'm working in finance in, you know, at a big firm in New York, and we're starting to have this conversation, are we really committed to raising two and now obviously three children in Manhattan versus look at what we could do in the city of Philadelphia. It was a pretty easy conversation. And I'd been coming here, you know, for the 17 years, the 13 years prior, I should say, and, uh, you know, really grown to appreciate elements of the city, but not fully until we'd moved here. Yeah. Yeah. I often capture it as love. Love is what brought you to greater Philadelphia. Love is absolutely (laughs) what brought me to greater Philadelphia. Yes. And I also like to talk about um, what you referenced a moment ago, and I often captured it in this way. It's about opportunity Mm -hmm. and it's about affordability. And we're seeing that with uh, especially the millennial audience who is choosing to make greater Philadelphia their home because there's opportunity to establish and grow their career Mm -hmm. and to evolve their career. Even if they come here for one job, they know they can move into a another role that continues to to enhance and grow their their profession and their satisfaction around that. And it's affordable. It's really a place where you can live a great quality of life. The transportation, the sustainability, the walkability, the bikeability, all factors into that. And that's something that I know you see and appreciate every day as well and are a champion of in your day-to-day activities. Tell uh, a little bit more about uh, your vision for where you think Fittler Club will be in a year from now, three years from now, five, ten years down the road. Sure. So I think in a year, the goal for us is we want to be open and we really want when, you know, people ask what defines success for, for you, for, you know, for me, David, with Fittler Club, it's not filling the club up with 2000 members who pay X, you know, number of dollars per month. It's I walk into the club and it looks like what the vision that I had in my head when we conceived it or when I conceived it a couple of years ago, which is it's a diverse inclusive place that represents the best of Philly past, present, and future. And, you know, whether that's in one year or three years or five years, we're going to stay committed to that vision. And, you know, we want this to be the place that is the, the hub of innovation and connectivity and the, you know, the, you know, social life and fabric of the city. We want to do good. We have a philanthropic side to what we're doing. We've partnered with an amazing athlete and business person in David Robinson, the basketball player, the mm-hmm. Admiral. Yeah. And uh, our commitment is to give back to the city of Philadelphia. Admiral's commitment is to give back to the city of Philadelphia. We've pledged a certain amount of our initiation fees, as well as Admiral's pledged a certain number of their profits to come back into the city through philanthropy, community engagement, social impact. So we've got a great you know vision and, and roadmap for that. And so, five years mm-hmm. when we're up and running and 
things have gone well. You know, we want people to you know say Fittler Club had a positive impact on the city. Right. That's great, and that's great to have that as part of your vision mm-hmm. of influencing how things roll out in in the city and helping others because it really goes back to the history and the roots of Philadelphia and the founding of the country mm-hmm. is really centered on how do we help people. Right. And that's what we do in Greater Philadelphia. That's what we like to do at Select Greater Philadelphia as well, which is part of our Chamber of Commerce too, which is all about making those connections and convening folks to bring about positive change. Yep. So you had mentioned your wife and three kids. What do you like to do in Philadelphia? What do you love about Philadelphia? Well, I, so I live in Fittler Square. We yep. live on 24th Street, literally a block from the river. So my favorite thing, I'm a passionate endurance athlete. Mm-hmm. I run and I bike and I sometimes swim. And my favorite thing to do for me personally is wake up early in the morning and spill out onto this amazing trail. And I can run 10 miles or 20 miles. I can bike 20 or 100 miles and still be in this amazing environment where I feel, you know, not just like it's it's safe and protected, but you know, it's pretty special to be able to roll out of your roll out of your house and be engaged in an activity like that immediately. For family time, we love using the park, we love using the trail. We have a, you know, a tennis court that we go play on yep. every week um, as a college tennis player. That's uh, something that's, you know, near and dear to my heart, and it's amazing because we can walk Anywhere in the city, to dinner, to a museum, you got the Franklin Institute, the Academy. I mean, all of this is literally a 10 to 15 minute walk from this beautiful leafy neighborhood in, you know, on the, on the banks of the Schuylkill. So right. it's, you, it's pretty special. Yeah, that you call home. And I'm glad you mentioned the banks of the Schuylkill because we should share for folks who are listening and who may not be as familiar with Philadelphia as we are. Tell us about 24th Street, because it's really along the Schuylkill River, which I think is unique for Fittler Club as well to be positioned geographically where it is. Yeah. I mean, what, one of the things that is really amazing about the west side of town is, you know, it ends at 25th or 26th Street kind of goes further, further right. south. But the reality is when people think of the train station, it's called 30th Street Station. But as soon as you walk across the river... You're at 24th Street, That's right. which is pretty amazing. And so we're literally in what we're calling the new center of Center City. Because if you look at what's going on with Drexel, with Penn, with CHOP, and the billions of dollars of development that's not just occurred, but in the ground and, and happening going forward, the city has really been transformed on that side of the river as well. And so being on 24th Street is special because we're still on the center city side of things. Right. But we have access. If you need to get from 2400 Market to 30th Street Station, it's a 400-yard walk. That's right. If you need to get to the airport, it's a 15-minute drive. If you need to get to the mainline suburbs, it's a 15-minute drive. So right. it really is uniquely situated from a access, you know, accessibility and a convenience standpoint. And one of the things I love about that, to your point, you can use 24th Street, in my mind, as that gateway to University City and that gateway to the innovation district and mm-hmm. the, the precision medicine world that's evolving with Drexel and Penn and the Science Center and New City Square, which is the name of a new neighborhood there. Yep. And it's all coming to life. But even more specifically, when I think about Fittler Club overlooking the Schuylkill River, eating at a restaurant, staying at a hotel, Mm -hmm. in a banquet room, exercising in the fitness center, and you're overlooking West Philadelphia, University City, the Schuylkill River. It's just a majestic kind of view that you're 
ultimately going to be building there. Yeah, it's incredible. We're up there all the time, and every time people are just transfixed by the view out of our restaurant, which stares effectively both ways down the Schuylkill. And so you can see going south, the new Robert Center and and South Street and the bridge, and at night they're lit up. And Mm -hmm. then if you go north, you're staring at the art museum. And it's incredible because that view just doesn't exist from any other commercial building on the river because there isn't one. If Fittler Club wasn't being built at 2400 Market Street in Center City, Philadelphia, on the west side of Center (laughs) City, where would it be? It's funny. I mean, I did go through a pretty exhaustive exercise to look at sites, and we looked at things on the uh, old city side of town. We looked at opportunities that were more central. But as soon as I saw the space at 2400 Market on the west side there, it was a no-brainer. I mm-hmm. mean, it just everything clicked. And not just the bones of the building, but all of the things that I mentioned just before with the accessibility and the proximity. I mean, you can walk from Rittenhouse Square to our site in seven, eight minutes. You're on Market Street, so you're as close as you can be to the most number of square feet of office. If you draw a ring around our site going out half a mile and a mile, you're capturing effectively all of University City and the you know 80% of the inventory of the office in Center City, Philadelphia. So we're talking with David Goodstadt. He is bringing to life a vision that he has called Fittler Club. It's opening early 2019 at 2400 Market Street. You're inspiring, David, because you have a vision and you're making it come to life. And equally important, you have people around you who believe in you and who are partnering with you to help your vision become reality. And one of the reasons I really love that is because it's quintessential Philadelphia. We're thrilled that you're able to tell your story here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Our Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast is brought to us by many of our investors and partners, including Stradley Ronan. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia, and their more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. You can learn more at stradley.com. And by Independence Blue Cross, a leading health insurance company offering health plans from managed care, Medicare, and Medicaid, and they have over 10,000 dedicated employees right here in Greater Philadelphia. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Check out all of our podcasts and be sure to tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m., Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Every Sunday, Face the Nation brings you in-depth interviews with the biggest names in Washington. Kellyanne Conway, Nancy Pelosi, Lindsey Graham, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You'll never miss an episode with the weekly podcast from CBS News Radio. Tune in to hear moderator Margaret Brennan and the country's top policymakers discuss today's toughest issues. What is going on? Is this political conspiracy or is this just incompetence? The Face the Nation podcast. Download and subscribe at the newradio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts.